Welcome to Britter Bees, where we dive deep into healing Lyme disease by using bee venom therapy, as well as discussing all things health, wellness, and lifestyle related. I understand how difficult and time-consuming being sick is. It's freaking exhausting. I believe finding ways to heal should be simple, affordable, and impactful. Excited to buzz around with you through this crazy journey of mine. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Britter Bees. Today, and I feel like I say this all the time, but I kid you not, I have never been so freaking excited to talk about our topic today um, on this episode, which is really detoxing. It is something that is thrown around every single day within the illness community, within people who have Lyme, within anybody who is trying to get better, whether that's physically, mentally, or spiritually is detoxing and no better guest on the market than our amazing detox specialist, Heather Munnelly. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the best intro ever. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I am just, I can't, I'm ecstatic. Um, this is a question I get all the time. It's just like, what do you do for detoxing? Why do, why do you do it? And this and that. And something that I, honestly, obviously I've learned over time, but watching your videos and, and meeting you on Instagram, and now you're just absolutely killing the TikTok game, uh, <laughs> is detoxing. And you, my friend, are like literally an expert at it. And I would love to pick your brain as like how the heck you got into detoxing and being a detox specialist. Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's definitely not my childhood dream. I have to disclose that. I was originally in film production. Um, basically, I got really sick and that like necessitated me figuring it out. So I got really sick. Basically, it was a really healthy, healthy child. Um, and I woke up one day at 17 after some emotional traumas, um, I believe, were like my trigger happened and I I just literally woke up the next day with like severe severe IBS gut issues and um, I started seeing doctors but it took many years of like seeing doctors and not getting answers before I was like okay I really need to be my own healer and my own advocate so that was I mean it was like a 10 year plus like really like a 13 year journey because I just turned 30 this year so from 17 to like you look 21. It must be all the <laughs> detoxing that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, girl. Yes. So, so it, basically, I keep going on about your journey. Oh, yeah. So it was just kind of like it started with one thing. Like, I think at like 21, I went vegan and I learned about organic eating. And that was like four years into my illness. So prior to that, I was doing like gastroenterologists and colonoscopies and all of that, not finding any answers and getting worse, really. And then I started, mm -hmm. um, once I went organic and vegan, I started doing like juice fasting and things like that. And slowly like just herxing, but having a result, at least like feeling something. And so I went off all of the prescription drugs that I was given by my doctors and I was like, F it, I'm going to figure this out on my own. Um, so rad, such a badass chick, just taking your health <laughs> into your own hands. I love it. <laughs> and that just kind of spiraled. Like I did that for a long time and then I got really deficient from being vegan for four years. And um, that led to my paleo diet as well as like, I mean, I've done every diet. Like I've been carnivore, keto, low histamine, like all the diets that you can imagine. Oh my gosh. And um, it, ultimately I just realized it's about real food. It's for me, at least it was about the mm -hmm. quality and not really like the rules. So I'm not really big into rules anymore. And detox was really it came into the picture um, more intensely, like, I would say, like, my mid-20s when I was like, okay, my diet's figured out now, but, like, why am I not better? Mm -hmm. And I, I really want to, like, this is kind of one of the biggest messages that I have for people that are going through this is, like, if you change your diet and you're still not healing, you need to keep doing the diet, but you should also look at detox because oh, it wasn't – absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't able to make all of the like huge leaps and jumps in my healing until I started detoxing. No, that is absolutely so pivotal and something I think I've experienced with myself is when my entire journey started, and I'm sure you've heard like read about the walls protocol and like 
paleo and all of that. I mean, you've done obviously all these diets and I initially had seen such a great reaction that I was like, it's my food that's going to heal me. And then I kind of got yep. to this stagnant point of like, okay, I'm doing the food and I'm still to this day doing it, but I'm still not healing on a deeper level. And it wasn't like you said, until you start detoxing, start doing the additional work on top of it. Like diet is great, but it's just one small portion of the entire picture. Totally. It's, it's like a whole, like, there's the component of exercise. There's the component of like spiritual and mental well-being and trauma. And then there's the the physical, like, do I have garbage in my cells that's preventing me from functioning the way that I should? And what am I eating every day? And like, am I absorbing that? Am I digesting well? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole pie. <laughs> Absolutely. So you started adding different detoxing methods in and were you seeing results at that time? And is that something that kind of sparked your interest with, you know, obviously making this a career? Yeah. So I started getting results like when I, cause I had been doing the like juicing and things like that, like that kind of weren't really moving the needle for me. But once I started learning about the other parts of detox and sauna and like coffee enemas and all the things that I know about now, I started improving so much faster, like than anything else I had tried where I was getting like little, you know, little changes were happening, but like, this was like all of a sudden within three months, I was a different person. And that was when I was like, I really need to help get this message out and help other people learn. And that's after you were saying like years, right? At least five or six years, it sounds like of you putting in the work. And then once you started really detoxing, that's when you, you were kind of seeing more of those pivotal changes. I think I started really detoxing at like 25. So it was like eight years in. I got sick when I was 17. So I it took a long time. My friend. Oof. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I had, so, I had so much damage too because I think like my gut didn't work that whole time and um, you know everything is fixable but I was not absorbing nutrition for like those eight years that I had super super bad IBS you know yeah oh my gosh yeah that is absolutely crazy so like we all say it right like you see it everywhere in the headlines you see it and all the TV is like detoxing. Like, what does detoxing mean to you? Like, what what is that? <laughs> okay, well, what it's not is like a quick fix, a quick three day juice cleanse, a tea. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, not. Oh, can drink. we talk about the tea really quick? What is it? <laughs> yes. The Slim Fit tea. When I've had so many people reach out, like when Bachelor Nation was all doing Slim Fit teas or take this gummy and it will make you your gut better. It's like no, like. Stray away from those things. No, you have to like do the hard work. Unfortunately, nothing. And I spent like eight years, you know, in denial about that. So if you're in that denial spot and you're eating the gummies and drinking the Kool-Aid. Why, why is it before we get into like what detoxing really is? Why do we think that there is like this misconception about detoxing or not misconception in a sense, but yeah, I feel like people really do have a hard time of grasping it and pulling the trigger and realizing this is something that, honestly, in my opinion, all humans need to be doing. Um, but why do you think it's so hard for people to grasp? I think it's such a huge commitment. And people are looking for like a quick fix all the mm-hmm. time. And there's so much marketing that promises quick fixes. And it makes us believe that there is a solution that is just a pharmaceutical drug or a, an ab roller or like some quick product that you can buy that will make you better. And doctors are like treated as gods in this country at least yeah and it's like you know if people assume that oh like I got this all the time and maybe you do you do too that you tell your friends and family that you're not feeling well and you're experiencing symptoms and they say well like go to the doctor what did your doctor say and it's like well I went to a hundred doctors and like none you know the quick fix was the pharma drug that actually made me so much worse Oh, a thousand percent. I think that's something that makes so many people work because as you know, antibiotics or whatever is drugs going into your gut. And reality is all of this is starting in the gut. Like the gut connection to illness is so real. And I want to talk to you about that too. There's obviously we're jumping all over. I have so much I want to talk to you about. Um, But let's get back to like, what is detoxing to you? Like, what does that mean? So it's definitely a lifestyle and um, there's so many pieces of it but for me it's kind of like three parts and this is kind of what I teach uh, with my clients too is there's a component of like fixing 
uh, like nourishing, nourishing the cells, like replacing. I, I love to say that I help people replace toxins with nutrients. Love so that. you want to like get the toxins out of the cell and replace them with like the minerals that you need. Um, so I have like a process that walks people through that, but also a really big component of that is, is the gut because you can't just start swallowing supplements and expect them to be like getting in. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people have like really low stomach acid. I see all the time, like low enzymes, low bile parasites, you know, that are eating the nutrients. Even if you don't have those other issues, if you have a parasite, they're going to eat, you know, your minerals, your vitamins. So it's really important to clean out the gut and clean up the digestive tract so that you can actually like Dr. Pompa always says like fix the cell to get well. So, but you can't Mm -hmm. get there if you're not absorbing anything. So, yeah. And that was one of my like very first appointments with functional, with the functional medicine doctor was I was nutrient deficient in like everything. And he was like, I have no idea why he's like, you just, everything was like completely low. And even from a functional perspective, he even didn't really have any idea. And it's like now, obviously, being well into my journey and like meeting people like you, it's like, no, 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 there are reasons why it could be all these things that you listed, candida, parasites, more. Um, you talked a little bit about low acid. Is that considered like acid reflux in a sense? Because I know, I know that is, I don't know if you know much, I'm sure you do know a lot about acid reflux, but um what I've heard is like people think that it's that you have too much acid, but in reality, it's that you aren't producing the right kind. Is that, am I, do you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that you're bringing this up because um, it's like one of the first things I learned when I went back to school for nutrition was that mm-hmm. like 90% of people are deficient, have low stomach acid, even people that are taking Tums and that are having heartburn. Mm-hmm. So the science, as far as I understand it, is is that you don't have enough acid. So the pH of uh, the food, it's called the chyme when it's like undigested food in the stomach, it needs to be low enough, something like 1.8 to 2.5, which is really, really, really acidic. It's enough to like burn through metal. Oh gosh. And so you want that. That's why your stomach um, is separate from the rest of the GI tract. It's really meant to get that low pH and that will trigger the sphincter on the bottom of the that's what it's called the opening into the duodenum or the upper small you are so educated can I just say this you (laughs) my friend have so much knowledge I'm like writing this down on the side taking notes for myself (laughs) okay keep going sorry (laughs) it's what happens when you get really really sick you like learn things but so basically like if your stomach acid or ph is too high and too alkaline it will not open into the small intestine because the food isn't digested enough for your small intestine to absorb those nutrients into the bloodstream, which is the goal. So it will sit there fermenting and then that releases um, carbon dioxide, which will actually open the lower esophageal sphincter, which is the opening to your esophagus from the stomach. And so the small amount of acid that actually is like all over that undigested food can leak up into your throat and burn it. So when people are treating their uh, heartburn with Tums, I just about lose my mind and I make them start taking, um, you know, stomach acid supplements and and try and upregulate that because it's going to affect everything south of the stomach, if you will. Yeah, my mother and my grandmother are notorious for taking Tums 24-7. And I have tried to tell them a million times and they just don't care. They like don't want to listen. And like, again, people, it's so, we get so caught up in like what, like you said, uh, pharmaceuticals are telling us, these medical doctors are telling us. Um, but in reality, it's like, there's so much deeper and more holistic ways to be treating things in the proper way. And like, I, what I think about is them taking these Tums all the time. It's like, okay, but what else is that causing now additionally on top of that, right? Like, that's just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could get into that all day just about um, all of that. But that is absolutely crazy. Um, okay, so you talked about detoxing, about turning kind of those toxins, right, into nutrients. What else would it, does it entail? So I guess the actual, like, methods are, for me, it's a lot. I love coffee enemas. I love sauna. I know you're a huge sauna user. Yes. Um, I think it's just really good to open up all the pathways. So if you're not having bowel movements at least, like, one to three times a day, every single day, um, you need to get the bile flowing and get that, you know, that detox organ opened up. And same with the skin. You know, some people don't sweat well, so sticking them in a sauna can just 
cause like redistribution. So I love Ooh. these are some of the methods I use. I I love parasite cleansing and doing gut cleanses with people. Yes. I love binders, um, activated charcoal, zeolites, things like that, bentonite clay. I just t- started taking a new binder. I don't know if you've taken it before. It's the uh, microbe uh, biotoxin. Um, oh, yeah, I've taken it. <laughs> yes, I, I was on activated charcoal for years, and I just felt like my body, like, I needed a break or I needed to take something different, and I've already noticed such a change. Do you find that switching binders is beneficial, um, or does it is it really, like, a person-by-person basis? Definitely rotating binders, because they're all going to bind to different nutrients to a certain extent. There's some that don't really, like, citrus pectin, but it's a lot weaker of a binder, so... I think it's a good thing to rotate them because they'll also grab to different toxins. So you're not just going to have like mold or just parasites or just mercury. You're going to probably have a little bit of all of it. That's what I see the most common. Because we're one big happy family. You know, we just got to stick them all together. (laughs) So I make cocktails. I make little like binder cocktails and I stir them up with the fiber and drink it. (laughs) Do you open pills or do you get like like more of the powder uh, forms? I usually try to get the powders. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And one of them, because I know one time, I believe it was chlorella that I was taking. And I believe one of the reasons I had a reaction is someone was telling me like, oh, well, that binds more to metals too, or something like that. Like all of these different binders, like you said, have totally different purposes. So that's super good to know. Um, I definitely need to do a better job at doing some rotating. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I got my biotoxin in, but I'm kind of a creature of habit for some reason with binders. I'm just like, if it's working, I'm not going to move it, you know, but, um, but obviously- biotoxin binder is super, super safe. So you can like not really overdo that one. Cause it's made with humic fulvic acid, uh-huh. which is kind of, um, like I honestly, I have my dad and my brother both supplementing that as like a mineral supplement. So. No way. Okay. I need yeah. to get my mom on this too. I'm trying to get her to get yeah. more detoxing into her life, but absolutely. Infrared sauna is my hands down, my favorite. I, I think I just feel such a relief after. Um, coffee enemas are my second runner up. I am such a big yes. fan. And as you know, I've been doing a bit of parasite cleansing, which we'll get into a little bit later, but without the coffee enema, I would not be feeling this good. I'm like, they are just life-changing and people are so afraid of them why (laughs) they're literally life-changing and so easy and so low maintenance of people I mean I get it to a sense and I'm like just try it any friend that I've had that it's that has actually done it they're like wow I can't believe I've waited this long to to finally pull the trigger and they're cheap like they're basically free like that's what's crazy (laughs) is like you know sauna like a really good sunlight and sauna is going to be like five grand or going to see it going to a sauna and having a membership can cost money but like enemas you just make some coffee you know or you can use distilled water even like it's oh yeah really inexpensive super effective super safe for most people I've been picking up my 99 cents uh distilled water next door from sprouts (laughs) and I'm like "This this is my detox like this is great obviously uh, infrared saunas are, is there, do you, do you think a difference as far as saunas go when it comes to detoxing? Cause you obviously just mentioned clear light in there's also sunlight or I may, I messed that up clear light and sunlight in, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you see that there's like a difference as far as detoxing or all of them kind of made equal or what do you suggest when it comes to that? Ooh, I think clear light is like the most top shelf site. Uh, it's sunlight ends up there too, but yeah. Um, personally, on my bucket list is a sunlight in, um, but they're mm-hmm. both really good. I believe they're both like zero EMF, which is important. And then sunlight in has a really cool one that's like a lay down bed, and it's like a single yeah. person that you can like lay in. Which I get. I mean, I know for some of the people listening, they might have pots, um, mm-hmm. or like you get dizzy kind of sitting up or standing up for long periods of time. So. I like to lay down even when I'm in a, like a wooden sauna. And the same and way. Not, yeah. And they're not always like big enough. So unless it's like a really expensive, like four person sauna or something. Yeah. So my goal is just that like easy lay down, like sunlight. And one, that's the one that I personally want. But they're, I think they're both awesome. And also, um, I was going to mention another brand, but I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now on the other there, side. It might be the Therasage. Is that what you're thinking right now? Because that's also a good one as well that I've heard. But so, that's more of like a portable one. It's um, it's sauna space. Sauna actually. space. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. all good, all good recommendations. Cause I know so many people will be quick to be like, I'm going to get the infrared sauna straight from Amazon. And I was one of those people. I was like, I got it. First of all, I hated it at this time. I lived, I live in kind of like a small one bedroom, but like a few years ago I was in a studio and I was like, I'm just going to put this big baby right in the middle of like my tiny little place. And it took up the entire living room. Um, but also it, had a lot of EMS, which is also something that we have to to look out for, right? Oh my gosh, EMFs can be such a game changer for some people. Um, there's like, what was that documentary called that came out on Netflix, I think like last summer? Did you see that? It was like about all these people with chronic illness and it, it, um... oh, um, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the freaking name. There it's was not like, yeah, was it unwell? Uh, there no, was, that was I know this there were year. Two. This one was, was called. It's really gonna bug me if it comes back to me. Like I like have it. <laughs> yeah. So some people, I mean, just literally can't can't exist with a lot of EMF. So I try to be mindful of it. Like I turn off all my devices. Um, even like the Apple like earpods that yes. everybody loves, they can just they're like putting a microwave into your ears. So even oh my though gosh. it's convenient. I, when I, when that first came out, I got them right away. And then like, obviously started learning more about the radiation and things like that. And now I'm like, I don't even want them. Like I like just use my regular headphones all the time because I am not, I don't want that around me or near me. I also just got a bunch of EMF uh, blockers as well, which have been awesome. Um, But funny, not funny story, but just to show you how much EMFs can really impact you. Um, I met a guy in the sauna, which he obviously was detoxing because he knew what he was doing. Um, and he was telling me that basically they had put up a 5G tower right in front of his apartment. And overnight, he started having insomnia and sweats and headaches and brain fog, you know, you know, the, the fire drill. Um, and he was detoxing using the sauna, but basically it all came from the EMFs and the 5G towers, which are pretty much going up everywhere these days it's so scary like I remember last year when um what was it what's his name he was getting ready to like launch like 50 new oh, or sorry Elon 500 Musk, new. right or whatever or yeah no, no, right yeah it was like right Elon when COVID Musk. started or something like it was gonna do all these different yes it was gonna be like 500 new like 5g um, satellites or something like that and I remember they hired like Dr. Klinghart who's a mm-hmm. famous oh, yeah. expert and he, they hired him to basically like go talk to Elon Musk and talk him down out of doing it. Like, because he's also an expert, um, not only in line, but also in 5G and how it affects the health yeah. of his client, his patients and stuff. So, um, wow, I, I didn't, I don't even think know. it was effective. Uh, obviously not, but that's really cool that obviously the conversation is, is there, right. And people are advocating because it is such a big thing. And I notice it. I know so many people have so many sensitivities when going into coffee shops or houses and just the Wi-Fi everywhere, right? College campuses, things like that. Um, let's talk about like the symptoms of like somebody who needs detox. Like what are some of those top symptoms? And I know one of your TikToks went absolutely viral of just like things that people are dealing with that you need to detox. And what, what are those? Because so many people that could be listening might not know, like, should I be detoxing, you know? Literally, if you have any like persistent symptoms, if you have acne or if you have digestive issues, if you get migraines, if you have um, bloating after meals or food intolerances, if you are snappy and you're just like very irritable, like emotionally, these are all signs of like congested liver, congested intestines, toxins in the body that you're not getting out efficiently. Uh, chronic fatigue is a big one. Like I think anybody dealing with a lot of, if you wake up in the morning tired or you're not sleeping well, pretty much any, um, symptom to me, can be traced back to either a mineral deficiency or a toxin. Which is literally, how would someone find though? Like, let's say, I mean, obviously I assume it's talking to somebody like you or just kind of doing research. Um, but let's say somebody has acne and they want to detox, like where would somebody like that start and how would they know, like, Obviously, we have we talked about different detoxing, but how would you know where to start? So that's an interesting one, too, because people can get hormonal acne or they can get mm. cystic acne. Cystic acne to me is like a huge parasite flag. Um, 
all acne really, but particularly if it's cystic because parasites build cysts. They hide in them. And you have to be careful when you're parasite cleansing too, uh, not to like, you know, raise the alarm for the parasites because they, they'll build a cyst and hide kind of like Lyme um, will burrow deeper into your tissue Mm, and candida. And they, they all, all these bugs will build little biofilms to hide in and things like that. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to like go in really hard with just like without knowing what you're doing or working with somebody who can help guide you through it safely because you don't want to just put all of these things deeper deeper into the tissues yeah absolutely not we don't want them to burrow (laughs) we want to get them out (laughs) yeah so basically like how would you think a lot of that like acne comes from parasites which is actually extremely interesting and I deep down know that it's like candida or parasites but basically um, prior to me, <laughs> prior to me being diagnosed with Lyme, I went through a complete rabbit hole and I was convinced and I still know that I have a form of candida. Um, however, prior to Lyme, I was like, okay, I have candida. I have parasites. I'm going to cleanse my life away. Right. I'm going to detox. And so that's when I, um, did my research. I found, which I, you've told me today is turpentine, not turpentine. <laughs> so, um, and I basically during this time I had really not cystic acne, but it was like under the skin where basically in a sense from afar, my face looked perfectly clear, but up close or in the sun, I had these little under the white head things. And the only thing that cleared them, and during this time, I was on hormonal birth control. I was trying different things. You know, it's all hormones. The only thing that cleared them was my parasite cleanse. And yeah. most recently, and so two months or so ago, um, they started coming back. And I should have known better and known it was parasites right away, but I was in denial. So I'm like, all right, I'll switch all my stuff from non-toxic. I'll get all the toxic stuff because it's supposed to be better, not be better, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I need the stronger things. We'll make it work. We'll kill them. (laughs) Nothing happened. Just this last week alone, my face is already clearing up because I've been on my parasite cleanse. And it's just such, such a game changer in everything. Like you said, from skin to, and I think parasites obviously affect hormones too. Like um, they affect mood, energy, all of that. And so I would love to dive in about parasites because I also think this is something that people are so afraid to talk about. They're like, parasites, you have those, you're in your bowel movements. Like, that's so weird. Is that really a worm? Is it alive? Like, what, <laughs> what, are, what are parasites and how do people like know they have them or not? Oh, girl, everyone's <laughs> got parasites unless you cleanse them really well and you know what you're doing. You have them. Even if you bought a box kit from the store and you swallowed a bunch of things that said parasite killers, you probably still have them. So it's just something that like is really tough for people to wrap their head around. And I totally understand that because it was hard for me too. Um, mm-hmm. But in today's you know, society, we don't deworm. But think about how often we deworm our... Um, I think even that word makes people uncomfortable, but we, yeah. de- we deworm our pets, right? Like yeah. we give them like every single month, ivermectin or something like that. Other cultures, like when I'm talking to people through social media that live in like other countries, they'll literally mm-hmm. comment on my parasite videos saying, this is so obvious. Like, why are you posting this? Like, I'm confused as oh, to why. why you're, yeah. And then other people would be like, America, this is, like- man. <laughs> yeah. They literally are like rolling their eyes at me because they're like, this is so obvious. And then there's Americans that comment being like, this is, you're spreading fake health info. Like, don't even get me started about the fads (laughs) and the placebo effects. I'm like, go back in your modern medicine hole and you're going to, yeah. Don't wish, don't wish unwell on anyone. But sometimes I'm like, "Mm, all right. Yeah. Oh my God. But parasites are such a reality. And like, if mm-hmm. that takes you six months or a year to wrap your head around, cool. Keep thinking about it. Keep like letting <laughs> They're it still going to be there. <laughs> Eventually you will come to terms with your reality and you will just mm-hmm. want them out rather than in. And once you move through that, I think you'll have so many gains in your life. Just Absolutely. I loved um, the correlation that dogs right because I think that is such a common thing that we're deworming our dogs or oh our dog has a parasite um but it's like why would we not think about that in our own bodies like what what makes a difference from a dog to us as far as like 
different nutrients and things like that. I have um, a really dear friend that lives in my building and she actually has Lyme disease and her dog right now is battling uh, a rare form of cancer, but he has parasites and she, she cracks me up. She's like, Brit, I've given him every single thing that I've been on for Lyme and it works. And so like, you know, just like wow. he's dying. I was like, and so she's been like, yeah, giving him tinctures and things like that. And she was like, it's all working. It's all working. And I was like, you guys are literally cleansing and detoxing together. Uh, which awesome. is crazy it's it's and, so cool absolutely and as far as parasites okay so we all have them um what type I mean we you talked about kind of the some of the symptoms of detoxing specifically are there specific ones that go kind of with parasites like what are the top signs of hey you've got parasites um grinding teeth waking up at two or three in the morning full moon if you if you find that during the full moon you don't sleep as well or you're you're having insomnia around that time super um and why is that it's like the energy right well they say that the full moon affects us because it affects the tides and we're made of water but there's an alternative theory that says if it (laughs) it says that the reason that people are and animals are crazy around full moons is actually because the parasites travel from the throughout the body into the intestines to breed and that's when they lay their eggs um so you feel a little bit uneasy during that time maybe anxious maybe you're not sleeping as well you have a lot of sugar cravings around the full moon you know these can all be indicators um cravings in general if you're like if you're super distended after you eat like if you're bloating from everything you eat and you just have tons of food intolerances and things like that. The, to- the teeth grinding is huge um, mm-hmm. as well. So those are some of like the immediate things that I can think of. Yeah, absolutely. I know the full moon for myself. I am, I, it's, I have Lyme and parasites. I love to talk about that <laughs> correlation too, right? Yes. Because I know they say that parasites or that Lyme likes to hide within parasites, which I think that's why, or maybe we manifest more. You might know more about you. I keep saying my, I was like, I already know the answer. You know more about it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the full moon, I always like, I always have such bad insomnia. Um, and really it's been worse since I started bee venom therapy. And I assume it's probably because it's mixing up a lot of things in my body. Um, and I'm excited to do it this month because this is the first month in a long time that I'm going to be doing like a full moon parasite cleanse. Um, But yeah, what is like, what is the concept of like, how come Lyme patients or I guess just chronic illness patients feel that more? Is it just because we have more parasites or that like, that like bacteria likes to hide in parasites? I think it's both because I think the reason that we get really sick from Lyme is not necessarily because we're the only people ever exposed to Lyme. I think it's mm-hmm. in a lot of, and I personally know, I mean, I'm from an Island. So uh, this, this Island in new England is known for having so much Lyme to where like, if you're from here, you can't donate blood because everybody wow. here has Lyme. It's really bad. So everybody in my family's had it like long before I tested positive for it, my brother and my mom, and they're all fine. Like, that's what's crazy about Lyme is like some people it just takes down and you have, um, you know, I have a client right now who is like literally in a wheelchair and bed bound for years mm. with Lyme. And then there's other people who just, you know, take antibiotics for a week or two and they're fine. So I think at the root of that is, you know, some nutrient deficiencies and subsequently you have a weakened immune system. Um, and there might be other toxins and stuff involved. Like, I don't think we really know, but this is kind of my theory, at least, and um, how I operate around Lyme. Kind of lost my train of thought there. Where were we going with that? Um, <laughs> parasites. Nothing just about how, like, Lyme, like, we think that parasites affect people with Lyme more so. Yeah, so I think it's a combination of that, like, the that we're kind of uh, weaker to begin with. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, while that opens up space for parasites, it also opens up space for Lyme and viruses and Epstein-Barr and all these other things. Um, So when you have like the chronic illness community that we're both very much a part of, Mm -hmm. um, people have so much diagnosed and people love to call them hypocrite or sorry, what's the word? Um, Hypochondriacs. It's like my least favorite word on the planet because, you know, if you're a weakened person, you might have the manifestation of all these things going on at once. And if you're a really strong, healthy person, your immune system just kicking ass and like nothing's getting in. 
So I think it's a combination of like, you know, you're more susceptible and also, um, you know, the parasites can house a lot of viruses, heavy metals and other toxins. So it kind of perpetuates. Absolutely. And what are some of the like things that you would suggest to do for parasite cleansing? Um, cool. So I love my, my protocol is like really complicated. I'm not going to lie, but I use lots of different, I love Holda Clark. I think she's, Ooh, yeah, she's, she was such an innovator in the nineties doing research, basically her own research on patients that had cancer and other chronic illnesses, um, who, she, she was able to correlate the specific types of parasites that were in specific organs causing specific disease diagnoses. So like, for Shoot. example, it would be like they would have pancreatic cancer and she would, she would find th- through just working with hundreds of different patients, she would correlate that to like a pancreatic fluke. So what? That's I, insane. Love, I love that. And I love her protocols. Like she's a big, one of, uh, one of the proponents of liver flushing and coffee enemas, I think also, and wormwood, black walnut, clove, like the staples. So I like her protocol. I've kind of like modernized it a bit and I've added some other things into mine that also Mm -hmm. like prevent any like cyst formation or anything like that. Also getting rid of biofilm. So I like enzymes for that. Um, trying to think of what else. Oh, and binders, definitely to grab any toxins and prevent reabsorption and to get that bile out too, because otherwise you'll reabsorb it and um, all of that. So that's kind of like the... I also think that's really good to note too, because I have seen so many people and friends and things like this, like on Facebook pages who are doing a bunch of parasite cleansing and with parasite cleansing and really with any detoxing or any killing that we're doing, like you're most likely going to have a Herx reaction, right? Like you're not, a lot of times you're not going to feel good, but because you have to get them out. And if you don't get them out, they just basically sit there and resurface and which is why those symptoms are enhancing. Um, So I think that's so important to know is like binders are so huge. And I have a prime example literally last night. um, So I had, I've been doing my parasite cleanse this last week. I've taken a few days off. Uh, Last night I, I felt okay, but I'm like, I'm just going to take some mimosa pudica and just like maybe flush some of this out. Well, <laughs> I took it at like 7 p.m. It's like midnight at this point. I am dizzy. I like am feeling shortness of breath, like all Herc symptoms. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. So I waited a little <laughs> bit. I got up, took my binders. And once I took my binders, it was like a night and day difference. I could sleep. I, I did fine. I woke up feeling okay. Um. But a lot of people skip that step and I think they, or, and they don't prepare, right? So either A, they don't prepare their gut with their diet. They just start taking these pills or supplements or herbs, whatever it may be. And then they don't take the binders. And it's like, no, this is like you've talked about in the beginning. Like this is a full circle. Like this is, this is a big puzzle and we're putting all the pieces together. It's not as simple as just taking like the easy pill and the easy way out. Totally. It's never that simple. Binders are, are so important I feel like just even taking binders alone I've heard of people just feeling euphoric because they're no longer like poisoning having poisons circulate in their bloodstream it just can grab them and give you temporary relief yeah that so many people feel instantly better from like you you know mm-hmm. that was like a quick fix and yeah. people are always reaching for like the Advil the like Aleve all of that stuff yeah. and like holistic remedies can really do it for you if you understand how to use them absolutely I had someone on uh, my TikTok I don't know if you saw but they're like this girl's crazy like all she needs to do is take an Advil for her Lyme disease oh my (laughs) god I was dying I was like get out of here um but I am such an advocate for binders I actually have a sweet friend and like we die all the time because anytime she's not feeling good I'm like activated charcoal activated charcoal and she's like we're like going out for drinks and I'm like okay everybody like let me prepare you all I feel like the mother of like you know my friends and I take two before we're gonna take maybe some during and after like just to make sure that you're like you don't want to hang over let me help you (laughs) help me help you um so definitely like that's so funny such a freaking huge fan um (laughs) Love those different kind of remedies for parasites. Would love to talk a little bit about the cleanse that I have been doing that is pretty controversial, uh, which is turpentine. Um, 
would love to pick your brain because I know you're way more educated on it than I am of just really what it entails. Um, if you don't mind just kind of sharing your experience or your knowledge with it. Yeah. So turpentine was something that if you guys remember the saying, a, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That was, that was Mary Poppins, right? And Absolutely. Something like the 1920s, like up until the early to mid 1900s, turpentine was America's dewormer for humans. Like let that sink in. Like we've been, we've been deworming in this culture up until like what, 70 years ago or something. And all of a sudden we just stopped doing anything related to that. And it's, it's almost like considered witchcraft. Like if you say you're like going after parasites, like people think you're a little bit crazy. Yeah. So, um, turpentine was used then and then it basically they developed like penicillin and other things and pharma was exploding at that time and so it was made illegal because they said it was dangerous which i just want to disclaim that turpentine is dangerous it has a lethal dose like anything like fluoride in your toothpaste yep um so they made that illegal or they they kind of uh banned it in our in our country and there was this doctor named Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who I know you are familiar with, mm-hmm. who kind of brought it back. She was just a family doctor in the States who was seeing all these patients that she wasn't able to make them better with pharma drugs. And she really wanted them to get better. And so she kind of was looking into what they used to use back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that was what she found. She started giving it to all of her patients and they all started healing from different ailments, like any different ailment that they would come in with, she would give them turpentine and sugar and they would miraculously recover. So she's been, I don't want to say excommunicated, but she has. has. Yeah. Yeah. She now lives in Panama and operates from there, educating every single day about her candida cleaner cleanse, which is the use of turpentine for candida and parasites. And she's a big, um, advocate too for having like two to three bowel movements a day making sure that you're like cleansing your intestines out so that all of those toxins can be coming out so you don't hurt absolutely it has been it is in my opinion the best parasite on the market and candida honestly um i so yeah so i did it one time prior to knowing i had lyme and this is when i had that acne that i was talking about i did it um definitely had herx reactions but at that time i just wasn't uh I wasn't educated enough to really know the impact that it was having and really what it was doing, but I looked great. Like looking back at photos when I was doing that cleanse, like, wow, that was the best I looked in a long time. I looked healthier. I looked fresher. Um, and then started it last week and I did like the four days on. So basically what it entails, what you said. So it's the turpentine. Um, and she suggests doing it with sugar because the sugar attracts the parasite. Um, however, the, biggest biggest thing and as we've talked about with kind of all these things and detoxing is having consistent bowel movements because as Heather mentioned this if you do have a a lethal dose and and trust me the dose that I'm taking is very small in terms of what but at the end of the day we are not medical professionals not providing any medical advice (laughs) um this is all something that we want to do on your own and I'm just like crazy ass well not even crazy because this is something like you said it's been around (laughs) since the 20s but I'm just willing to be like let's try it let's do it um But yeah, it has been transformational. And I think so many people get um, stagnant in healing, right? And I feel like this is like pushing me kind of to the next level of like, okay, my bees are great. They're amazing. I'm healing from that. But on a deeper level, on another kind of level is like that parasite candida gut side of things. And it's amazing. But it's just, it's it's a weird thing. I mean, it's not weird, (laughs) but it's just that like our society has pushed holistic healing to make it seem quackery or crazy or insane. And like, even sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this safe? Is what I'm doing. And I know my mom and my family is like, I can't believe you're taking that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like I've went through her files. I've read a lot about turpentine and like, it literally used to be prescribed in hospitals. And like, it was something like you said, that a lot of grandparents took, like this was nothing new. It's just that we have banned it as like a society because pharmaceuticals. And it's, that's a whole nother story that I could just go off on. 
but it's like it's a pine resin so really like you you see like pine char is used for like eczema and psoriasis and things like you'll see it in dandruff shampoo like pine resin so it's kind of like maple syrup or something like that we're not talking about the turpentine that you buy at the hardware store we're talking about like a tincture basically that you get from there's like specific farms that have been deemed like safe and food grade if you will they can't legally say on their website that it's food grade but these are like the the recommendations of yeah dr daniels and people like that who advocate for it have clean sourcing for it and it's really a natural thing it's almost to me on par with like the internal use of essential oils which Mm -hmm. to me is very bizarre that that's illegal or a lot of like there's so many like labeling disclaimers not for internal use and you want to be careful about getting you know if you're going to do that you want to use ones that are intended for you know food grade yeah but yeah don't go to I your hardware think... store and pick one up I think Diamond G is yeah. like a really good brand and I'll make sure like I have a little Amazon link in my bio that I'll link that I know I have my castor oil in there but I'll link the, the turpentine as well which um castor oil do you use uh the heritage the hexane cool. free is that good am I good am I on par <laughs> yeah 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 I was just curious because um I know this um this woman, her name is Queen of Thrones. She's awesome. And she makes really cool like castor oil packs. So, like for anybody Ooh. that's kind of getting started, um, would be like a good holiday gift too. Absolutely. For the right person. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, for someone like me and Brent. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, it's so <laughs> funny. I was just talking with a few of uh, friends and from, I don't know if you're familiar with Body Lime Spirit, but they're like a support group of, for chronic Ooh. illness. Um but they were talking about doing a Santa exchange. And I was like, this is the best exchange I could ever have because I'm like, you guys get me and I get you. Like, you know, I was like, give, give me like some enemas or something. I don't know. But we were like cracking yeah, up. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, turpentine has been excellent. I am continuing. So I did four days on and now I'll continue to do uh, two days a week on my non-sting days and just kind of going to do it until I feel like I think your body kind of recognizes like when you need to stop and when you're feeling better and when you don't need to do it as much. But as you mentioned, yeah. parasite cleanser, it's a great one. Um, but also candida, which I'd like to talk to you a little bit about as well, as far as like different signs of candida, because I think this is also something that so many people deal with and it's not talked about enough. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Candida is huge. Um, like what? Yeah. What does it entail? Well, okay. So another theory, um, this is how I, this is how I look at candida. So it'll overgrow in the body. If you have heavy metals, Mm -hmm. it's something natural. You, everybody has candida, but when it overgrows, it does so not because it's going rogue for any random reason. It's it, the body is very intelligent and it's overgrowing because it wants to protect you. And so the theory goes that it's overgrowing to like basically create a film around heavy metals and protect the cell. Interesting. So basically everybody that I see with candida overgrowth has a heavy metal issue, which is why when you treat candida, it comes back. Like, haven't you ever, you know, anybody that's listening that has candida overgrowth will tell you that it wasn't something they just treated once, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, they'll be like chronically getting yeast infections or thrush or, you know, skin, skin eruptions, things like that, that will come back once they slightly veer off their diet or once they stop taking the treatment. And that's because they never removed the root issue. Interesting. So do you think candida, which really quick, as far as what it actually is, it's the overgrowth of yeast bacteria, correct? Um, yes. Um, well, it's not bacteria, it's fungal. Fungal, sorry. Um, yeah. So do you think it's almost like a symptom, like an underlying symptom of either heavy metals or something else? Totally. And I don't even, unless somebody is very, very uncomfortable, um, you can kind of like make the symptom better for them temporarily right. while addressing the root cause. But I try not to, you know, unless it's really extreme, try not to even go after that, you know, right away. Interesting. No, because that's really, it can make it worse. That's really good to know. Cause I've had a lot of people reach out and they're like, I have candida. And like, for me, I, I always kind of relate it to like that too, in the sense where I'm like, okay, there might be an underlying issue. Like, do you have Lyme? Do you have parasites? Heavy metals, obviously, is a huge one, which is something that I also need to attack uh, a little bit more, too, which I failed on. But oh, it's yeah. all part of the it will come eventually. I'm like, I got to do this first. I got to do that. Um, but well, I think what you're doing is like perfect, like with binders, yeah. if you're grabbing a little bit of like 
heavy metals all the time. And if you're not tolerating things like chlorella, then it's a good sign that you shouldn't take it. Yeah. Um, but taking binders all the time, like you will detox the metals slowly and going into some like really gnarly heavy metal detox. If you have a chronic situation is, is going to be take it from someone who did that, who made themselves very, very sick. Yeah. I don't advocate for it at all. I think slow, slow, is the is the best method yeah and I I know I'm definitely guilty of that of like trying to quicken the process right and it comes with a lot of experience as you've mentioned of like okay do you want to basically be in your grave or do you want to be able to live and be able to do these things while you're detoxing and killing uh specific you know illnesses and things like that but uh definitely guilty of trying to 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 press the gas a little bit too hard sometimes but you also just want to feel better so I, I get it at the same time yeah, me too. I'm guilty of that too. Yeah, like I feel like that. Um, all right. <laughs> so as far as, you know, someone's listening to this and they're feeling called to start detoxing or to maybe incorporate a little bit more, what is the best place to start? And I guess in like the simplest form, our simplest way for them to kind of do so. Definitely diet first. Um, eliminate as many toxins as you possibly can from your environment. If you're putting anything toxic on your skin, you're going to absorb something like 60% of it. Um, so do the first thing is you want to kind of get rid of like any toxins that are incoming into your body. And then, you know, like having the best diet that you could possibly can. And then looking to, if you're still not feeling amazing and you want to go deeper than that, you can start with things like, um, you know, barley grass juice powder is something recommended by the medical medium. It grabs metals. You can do modified citrus pectin, binder cocktails like I do, um, which can involve like a mixture of different powdered binders. And you can just drink that in the morning. Um, I know David Avocado Wolf, like he just advocates that you wake up in the morning and have like some charcoal in your water every single day with lemon. Mm. Um, so that would be an easy way to start detoxing without like giving yourself tons of herks and even saunas like if you belong I know it's hard right now with um, yeah COVID but if there's any access to a sauna or just some way of like moving your lymphatic system or sweating and just kind of getting things flowing that can really help so I think like those are some good things to start with if you're just getting started you don't have to overwhelm yourself with like supplements and like doing all of the yeah. like, crazy things that Brit and I do you don't have to sting yourself with these yeah. the first time. <laughs> yeah. exactly I know people always like ask me um even with Lyme like oh should I start where I'm like do what feels right for you I've been through this journey and experience has brought me to where I am but I think that's really good to know because I think when people initially think about detoxing they're like what supplements do I get and it's like you don't need to start with that start with your diet like you said start with some of the different things that you had mentioned, whether that be saunas, even I love the uh, activated charcoal and lemon, lemon water. I think that's an amazing, amazing start. Um, but yeah, like it can be simplified. I think people like we talked about, they hear the word detoxing and think it's going to be all this work, which it can be if you want to put in the time and the effort. But it can also be really simple if you're looking just for some small steps to kind of help flush some things out of your body. Definitely. 100%. Um, well, I have absolutely loved having you on this <laughs> podcast today. Um, as we talked about, obviously, I found you on Instagram, but want to talk really quick about your TikTok because you're absolutely blowing <laughs> up. Um, and I think this is something that people are really interested in and just don't have the tools to to find out how, right? And you are an amazing advocate. You're a great resource for that. So where can people find you at on really TikTok, social media, uh, and just, yeah, in general? Yeah, I love TikTok. It's I think it's so fun and Isn't it's it? so like lighthearted. It's such an easy like I don't know way to like communicate resources and like give value. I feel like so I I'm obsessed. Um, I so <laughs> on TikTok I'm Detox Heather, and on Instagram I'm also Detox Heather, and then I have a website and a free Facebook group. So the Facebook group is the Detox Society, and my website is the Detox Society as well. You're incredible you guys <laughs> go look her up go find her um if you want to learn anything about detoxing this you just know it all you're so freaking knowledgeable and I so appreciate <laughs> you coming on today um and just to also meet you like in the flesh kind of even though we're we're on zoom <laughs> but either way um appreciate you and yeah we will talk to you guys soon <laughs>